Hi everyone, it's Bernadette. Question: Do you like watching reality shows? Reality shows like Below Deck, Summer House, 90 Day Fiance, The Circle, and so much more. Because I love watching reality shows, and if you do, you are in luck. Because I will be talking to different individuals that were on your favorite reality shows, and we're gonna talk about self love, trolls, healing, how they got into reality TV, what they are doing now, and so much more. It starts today. It starts right now. And today we have Abigail from Below Deck. Let's get started. Hi, it's me, Raquel Levis from Vanderpump Rules, and you are listening to Spirituality and Self Love in the Modern World podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share your girl's podcast for all sorts of cool metaphysical topics. It's not about pasta. All right, Abigail, how are you? How's life? I'm actually doing so great, and thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm honored, and yeah, honestly, life since I was on Below Deck has just gotten so great and so unique, and something that I never imagined my life would be when I, you know, started college years ago, and just my life took an amazing turn. And yeah, everything's good, and I'm happy. So. Happy to share some information with everyone. What what change is it? Are you saying that your life is much better now than it was before? Yes, I mean I wouldn't categorize my life as bad before I started doing you know yachting and moved to Greece, etc. But it was hard, and I was trying to find happiness in a shallow success. For example, I figured that the more money I made, the better grades I had, the more things I could buy, the nicer apartment I could rent, that would mean I was successful. And I really just was chasing this idea of, okay, how much more perfect can I be? And every time I reached a milestone, it was like, no, I need, I need something else. It needs to be better. I need the better job. I need the, the law school scholarship. I need everything. And then. Eventually, I just came to the terms that that isn't what life is about, and that's not where I'm ever going to find my happiness. And I'll be chasing this until I retire, and then by the time I retire, I'm going to be so tired from life that I won't even enjoy it. So I decided to live in the now, and I think since I did that, my happiness has really shown through. I don't have as much money. But it's much better to be happy. What was the turning point, though? How did you realize? How did you realize that? Oh, maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe I should look at this differently. How did you come to that point? Because not a lot of people get to that point. Yeah. So while I was working in this law firm, I was about to start law school, ah. and I was going to do that at overnight. And I went on a vacation over the summer before I started law school, and ah. and I came to Greece actually, and I went on a sailboat. And the whole experience of that, I had never felt like that before. I had never traveled before. I never saw the world. 
I was living in my little bubble and then suddenly I got to do this. And then I realized I have my own money now. I can travel if I want to. I can experience this. So I decided I would defer my first year of law school. And they said, yeah, that's okay. You can start the next year. So I, I decided to do that. I just started traveling solo throughout Europe um, for a few months, four months, five months, something like that. And then I found sailing. I met my now husband and I only planned on working on his boat for one summer. And then that turned into us getting married and then below deck and moving to Greece. And yeah, that's how I just really wanted to travel. And that's how it started. Traveling just changed my mindset completely. Where did you went to law school? Florida? No, in um, Boston. In Boston, in yeah. Do you mean that before before that you haven't traveled out of the U.S. before? No, no, I never had. I I mean, I grew up very poor, and we never did anything like that. We could barely like afford food. So for me to be able to travel to another country almost seemed so foreign. The concept that I didn't think it was possible until I was actually outside of the country. And then I realized I could do it. It's not that expensive. You can do it one person for actually very little money. So once I decided that I could do it, I just did it. Once I realized I could do it, I mean. Do you remember the first the first country you stepped out? Uh, Greece was the first place oh, I ever visited. Oh, and then from there it just was all throughout Europe mostly, yeah. And you have no problems, uh, you have uh, no fear of uh, flying in the airplane long distance? No, no, I actually love it. I actually like turbulence. That sounds yeah, so me bad. Too. I actually, yeah, it rocks me to sleep a little bit. You're the first person that has said that. Really? Every single yes. Everybody's like, you're crazy. Why do you like this? It's scary. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I could sleep. I feel like I could die. I feel all these things at once and it's fun. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So I like flying. I also prefer to travel alone. Yeah, me so. too. Yeah. Yeah. I Why do you like traveling alone? Yeah, I did it uh, a few years ago. I don't believe, maybe it was like a 20, 2011. Uh, the first time I traveled alone, I went to Amsterdam and uh, in Paris. And the only reason why I travel alone was because I kind of stopped waiting to have that special someone. You know, because like, you know, like I was afraid to go to Paris because it's going to be so romantic. And I was afraid that I'm going to be triggered by all these like emptiness and loneliness. And then when I actually did it, it wasn't so bad at all. And then I realized that I'm actually not really traveling solo because I can just FaceTime or Facebook people. You know, Do you understand what I'm saying? Are you still there? Lost you. I can't hear you. I lost audio. Cannot hear you. It's you're muted. It's okay. Muted. I got it. 
Um, yeah. My internet went out for a second, so I lost you. I don't know. I know that you were saying that you would like to, to travel alone, too. Yeah. But that, I, what was the last thing you heard? I'll let you summarize. <laughs> I heard you start telling me a, like a story about traveling alone, and then I stopped, and then it froze. So oh. I'm so sorry. The first time I traveled al alone, I went to uh, Amsterdam and I went to Paris. And I actually uh, uh, afraid to travel alone because I was uh, I was afraid that I was gonna like get triggered by people holding hands in Paris. You know, because it's a very romantic place. Yeah, uh, that was that was what stopping me. It's, it's so stupid. It wasn't even like the fear of traveling. It wasn't like dangerous. It wasn't like the fear of flying. It was a fear a fear of seeing people holding hands in front of the Eiffel Tower. That that was the fear. <gasps> oh no! Like look at all these happy couples. Yeah, <laughs> which, are, which is probably gonna like break up anyway. You know? Yeah, but exactly. You're but just it's sitting there like, wondering how yeah, long they're going to last. <laughs> it's that feeling, you know, like you, you, you miss that, you miss that feeling, you know? Yes. And, yeah. and, and then, and then like for anyone who wants to travel alone and you're afraid of the loneliness, I'm going to bust your bubble. All you can do is uh, FaceTime or Facebook chat your friends. Yeah. I was it's so easy. Yeah. WhatsApp. Everything. Yeah, WhatsApp. There's also like if you're into it, if you're feeling lonely, you can go on Tinder and you can yeah. meet like a local boy or girl. Yeah, and <laughs> you can even do Bumble BFF, right? Have you heard of that? Oh my gosh, I've been wondering if they had an app like that. Yeah, where you, you can find you friends. Heard of Bumble? Yeah. And so Bumble, so there is Bumble is um it has like three different categories. One is uh, for meeting romantic encounter, where I think it's famous for the men has, no, 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 the women have to make the first move. Like when you match, oh. the women have to message the guy. So that's how the app for, for Bumble is built. And then the other category is for business networking, is for women who want to meet other women for business purposes. Yeah, oh, I love that. that one, yeah, that one didn't really work for me because it's it's a lot of like uh uh no offense to life coaches, but there's a lot of life coaches on there that's yeah. trying to yeah. And then the third one is the BFF one, where you is this exact same thing as Tinder, where swipe left or swipe right, and then uh and then if you match. You know, both of you can just uh, 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 schedule schedule a day to meet up. And I've done that so many times. I love that. I love that idea. I've been wondering if they had that out there. And I'm so happy to hear about this. I'm going to download it. Because, I mean, I live in a foreign country. And I speak, I do not speak the language I'm trying. But, I mean, I can't have, like, you know, deep friend conversations in Greek yet so it's definitely hard to meet friends so most of my friends are Greek? like six what 
How do you learn Greek by Duolingo but with friends? I tried Duolingo. It's mostly just trying to speak it and listening. That's what or watching. I like to watch Greece's Next Top Model. And I wow. try, and I'll try to like pick things up on there because it's more slang and stuff. But yeah, it's a really hard language to learn. The alphabet is different and everything. But that's, what I'm made trying. you? What made you pick Greece though as the first country to visit out of the U.S.? What? It actually wasn't my choice. I graduated college, my undergraduate college, and um, my sister graduated high school at the, in the same year. Mm. So my aunt, for a gift, took us to Greece. And the, it was just a gift, like a congratulations from her and her fiance. They took us here and we went on a boat trip and everything. So it really wasn't my choice, but I'm so happy we came here. And then after traveling afterward, I kind of just decided that Greece was my favorite out of everywhere else. <laughs> And can you tell tell us a little bit about the business that you have right now? I believe you have a, a sailing yard. I saw yeah. on your Instagram. Can you tell us more in-depth detail about that? Yeah, so we have a sailing charter company, which, I mean, there are so many sailing charter companies around Greece that it's not like what you would see on below deck. Most of the boats that are chartered here are like smaller sailboats between 40 feet and 60 feet long. And you have one skipper with maybe crew and you don't have a chef. And basically what you do is you take guests on the boat And you sail them to different Greek islands every day. And normally the charters are like a week long, sometimes two weeks. And that's what we do now. That's not the ideal future. Of course, what we would love to do is have a sailing cat rescue where we sail around the Greek islands to spay, neuter, vaccinate, and possibly rehome different strays around Greece because it's a horrible epidemic here. So that's something that we really want to do in the future. But for now, we have to make money and chartering is what we have to do. And I believe you also have a YouTube channel with videos of you rescuing cats around Greece, right? Yes. So our we have two cats that we rescued so far. Um, that's all we actually can rescue as of right now because when we charter with guests, we have to have the cats have to stay with our in-laws. So she, my in-law, does not want to have more than two cats in the house at the same time. So we have two cats that we rescued, and they're sorry, people are screaming like no on a boat. <laughs> But yeah, that that's what we. Sorry, they're screaming really loud, and it. I can't hear anything. <laughs> oh, sobby. I only hear you. I, maybe I can only hear it. But the Fred and Fajoli, our cats, and then a boat is coming in at the same time. I'm sorry. This is like me sitting on a boat outside in a harbor, and it's loud. It's I heard that it's a. <laughs> it's too dark for me to see anything now. But as okay. long as I can hear you, we are all good. Okay. This so is yes, going to go into the podcast. 
that is the beauty of a podcast. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. It's because I can't see you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. But the cats are what kind of inspired us to want to change our career path. And when we can, we hope to be able to do it within the next year or two where we give up chartering. Because honestly, it's it's a good job, but it's just not uplifting. Like the way it feels when you're helping somebody or helping uh, I understand now. I was about to ask you to go into more details, but when you say it's not, it's not the same as like helping someone, I got it. Yeah. But satisfying or fulfilling. Exactly. Like you, you know that you're giving people a nice vacation, but at the end of the day, like, it's just not like they could get that vacation with any of the other boats in this harbor, but like these cats don't have anyone. And for us to be able to, we have the beauty of having the boat where we can go to all these different islands whenever we need to. And we can spend as much time as we have to there in order to help the, the stray cat epidemic, feral cat epidemic. I know it sounds like such a ridiculous dream, but it's really something that I think would fulfill both of our lives. And it would also help Greece to, because it's so bad here. The, every inch of this country if you if you were to put a, a feral cat across they would stretch all, all the way up the country each wow why do it's you crazy there's why do you think it's like that i have no idea i think it all started when probably way back in the day when people were traveling with goods and a lot of boats had cats on them and they would just get off on the island, oh, get off of different sad. boats, and then they start procreating. Yeah, and it's really, like, so many of them have health issues. Yeah. Like, our little one that we have, he had so many health problems when he came to us. And when... Can you hear me? Yeah, I can I can hear you. Okay. And, uh, and what does the government do with all the stray cats? They're not getting them neutered or anything? So they, they do try, SPC. I think. They try, they send like um, neutering and spaying um, trucks to the islands every once in a while, but they don't have nearly enough manpower behind the stray and the stray cat. They even have a lot of stray dogs here on the mainland in Athens, like not as much on the islands, but plenty of stray dogs as well. Yeah, maybe. So we can... Go ahead, please. No, no, that was, but that's you. I, I forget what I was going to say. Maybe you can turn it into like a tourist attraction, like that Japanese cat island. Have you heard of it? No. It's, it's, there are plenty of like YouTube videos of it. So basically it's an island in Japan that is full of cats. Like nobody, nobody lives there. Only like a, a, a few people lives there and they have, it's, it become like a tourist attraction where they have boats of tourists coming into uh from like the mainland japan into into the 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 abandoned cat island and basically like just feed the cat play with the cat make videos oh my God. take pictures yeah and and uh yeah check it out i think there is potential to make it something similar 
to that's that. such a good idea. Like, yeah, I will definitely look that up because it seems awesome. But yeah. I mean, even to have it be like a volunteer, like take volunteers to sail with us and help us capture and yeah. bring to the vet different cats you, you and like help for that with experience. Us. Yeah, I mean, there are plenty of people that might be interested in something like that. And the more help, the merrier when it comes to the cats here. So that's such a good idea. That island is so popular. It's so it's so popular. I have There's to like look so that up. Videos. I feel like I want to visit that island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wonder. Uh, and so, what? Uh, how many people can fit into the boat? If they want the charter, like the 40, 40 feet to 60 feet, right? You mentioned how many people yeah, we, we have six, we have a 60 foot, um, sailing yacht. So we hold eight people, eight guests. And then my husband and I have a crew cabin. So technically it's 10. So that's, uh, and how do that's they, a lot of people. And there are bedrooms. Yeah. So there are four cabins and then each cabin has a own bathroom and shower so it, it it's ideal for like four couples they each have their own cabin and then they have their own bathroom and shower and kitchen and all that stuff and what's the website if people are interested to charter your yard at in greece because she's in greece it's, just everyone yes it's on vacationyachting.com and what about your what Go ahead, please. Sorry. It's vacationyachting.com is the website of the business. Vacationyachting.com. And what about the name of your YouTube channel? Sailing Cat Rescue. Sailing Cat Rescue. That is a, that can be, hmm, you, that can be an experience that people can purchase. Do, are you aware of these like websites where, uh, where you can purchase experiences from the locals. Have you heard of this? I didn't. I need to look all of this up. You are giving me so much information. Thank yeah. You. Uh, I, I like. I there is a couple, and all of a sudden, like I forgot. I forgot the the name of the name of the the name of the websites. When I remember, I'll tell you. So basically, it's a it's a website where, uh, for example, a, a photographer from Greece would say like. Hey, you know, for a thousand dollars, you know, I can uh, photograph you a day in Greece. So especially like people in Paris, it's like, oh, you know, I'll take your engagement pictures or whatever, like a local oh, yeah. photographer or like a, a local tour. So there's a, yeah. a lot of that. Just try to type in like, I don't know, uh, local ex experiences. Something yeah, like website. You know about Airbnb, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, so maybe... Yes, I know, I actually know about Airbnb. <laughs> That's okay. like Did you go Airbnb? No, no, because mainly we, people find us through the website, so then they send us a request through there to our email. So That's normally how we're found, and it, it works for us, definitely. And then also just word of mouth past guests that have come on the boat. The, the actual business has been in business since 1995, but we took it over just like us together like four years ago. So 
It's, what is um, the name of the boat? Anastasia. How do you, is it A-N-A-S-T-A-S? It's like, it's like Anastasia. Anastasia. Like the princess, princess, but in Greece you would pronounce it Anastasia. But it's like the princess Anastasia. That's the name of the boat. That's the name of the boat. And how did you get started as a deckhand? I, when I was traveling, I wanted to learn how to sail. So I went to Florida. My mom, who lives in Florida, knew a guy. And that guy was like, oh, I need a deckhand for a charter for a week. Sure, she can come. I knew nothing. And then it was a small sailboat. And then I, he just taught me stuff. And then he did some tests with me and did some sailing course with me for free, luckily. And I ended up getting certified in a bunch of things regarding oh, sailing. That, how long does that take? It only took like four days. <laughs> and plus the week of sailing with him, like on charter. And then... After that, my husband asked me if I wanted to be his first mate or deckhand or whatever the next summer. So then I was, I guess, first mate on this boat for the next whole next summer. And then I've been doing that every year for the past four years. And I've gotten much better. I, I really know what I'm doing now. But in the beginning, I was just winging it. I had no clue what I was doing. But now I, I have a hang of it living on the boat and doing it so often but what are some of the things that someone uh should expect uh to know when becoming a deckhand um i don't know honestly when i got on this boat i think like a normal boat not speaking of tv boating because that's completely different than like what I I do in real life it's like you really just have to listen if you don't know what you're doing you have to say I don't know what I'm doing please help me and they will always help you the person above you will always let you know what to do don't ever try anything just because you feel like overconfident in the beginning it's very important to be safe because boating is dangerous and you really have to put your safety and other safety first. So don't just get cocky and think, oh, I'm a deckhand and I'll just do this without asking or just always ask for advice and make sure to make great connections with the people around you. You have no idea when you're at the bar, at the harbor, you don't know who you're talking to. And, you know, if you can really strike up a conversation with these people, maybe that person has a job. Then they're like, oh, well, I know a guy who, yeah, so really, like, talk to the people around the harbor, because that's so important, just maintaining those connections, and somebody always knows somebody in the boating community, so when you're working on a boat, make sure that you are trying your best, and just being honest with your abilities, and honest with yourself, and I think you'll really be successful. And how does, okay, I think this is a better, better question. Can you describe some of the responsibilities of a deckhand for, for those who are unfamiliar with yachting? Okay, so on like 
a, a mega yacht, honestly, like I don't feel like I have the best experience. And also it going on a show, you don't actually have like training and you don't have the sort of normal boating experience. But from what Wait, I've seen on what? Twitter, <laughs> you just kind of get thrown into it and you don't really you could have no experience and everybody knows you have no experience when you go on a TV show, but it's like they don't want you to have experience because the less you know, the better for television. So you just kind of get thrown into it. And I don't think that's really how normal boating goes. And gotcha. most of the time, from okay. what I see around in the yachts around me, the bigger yachts, the deckhands really sit around a lot. They don't, they don't talk to each other. They're very serious and they clean the boat every five minutes. Like 99% of the time they're just cleaning. They don't talk to each other and they just clean all day for the most part. And then of course there's like the docking part of it where you have to like know how to throw rope and that sort of a thing. And you know how to, you need to know how to make a couple knots, but like 90% of the boats I see around, it just looks really quite boring but it's a good job you get good pay for it and it's a very serious job too because you're working for I mean people who pay a lot of money to have the boat and to have it be in pristine condition so basically your job is just to make sure that nothing bad happens to the boat and it always looks good and then when you work on a boat like this like a sailing boat normal one you um do a lot of physical stuff like you're you're steering the boat you're jumping off the boat to tie up a line you're dropping the anchor you're picking up the anchor you're doing the sails like manually with a winch I know that they have below deck sailing yacht they press a button and then the sail just kind of like comes out but on most like regular sailing boats, you actually have to physically pull out the sails. So there's a lot more like actual boating involved. So you do need to kind of know what you're doing, at least in terms of like how to sail. Like you should know how to sail, but you learn that. It's super easy to just learn it if you pay attention. But yeah, so that's, I, I mean, I feel like I just ruined the whole like mindset of what yachting is. In no, that's, that's important. We have to break the, the bubble, you know, so that people actually know what is involved. And then we're going to go to like below deck a little bit later on too, because now I'm surprised because I didn't know that. That's why, that's why I was wondering. It's just like, how do they do the, how do they do the casting? Because there are a bunch of seasons where the chief, what do you call that? Not chief stewardess, but chief bosun. Yeah, uh, yeah, like uh, uh, the people that help uh, the stewardess sometimes have no ex no experience at all. Oh, so yeah. I was just like shocked. I'm, I'm just shocked. I was like, it can't just be for the TV show because they, it's like real guests are involved. But I guess it, I was, I guess it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it happens in real life. Like everybody has to start off. Um, somewhere and everybody starts off with no experience at some point but I think in real life you get some training and you have time and your mistakes are they're not a, as big of a deal because you tell the person oh no I messed up here and they're like oh it's okay we, we can work through it I'll teach you how to do it 
but on a TV show, it becomes like, oh no, she mixed the whites with the colors, and she, like she's the worst oh, person ever. That's so good then, to know, yeah. I mean, like you know that you know TV is like not everything is one hundred percent real, but it's getting harder and harder to discern what's reality and what's not. You know? Yeah. It, I mean, a lot of it is reality, you know, but a lot of it is exasperated reality. Where in reality, many of these things wouldn't matter, and in real life, nobody would care, and you, you would just move on from it, and it's okay. But on a TV show, it's like. It's the end of the world, and then everybody is forced to make a comment about how horrible that mistake was. And then the person who made the mistake is like, "I'm just a human, but apparently I'm just the worst, and everybody <laughs> hates me." And then ev there's just drama. It's for, I guess, it's just for television. But in real life, yachting isn't as terrible as that. <laughs> Trust me. If anybody's listening, they want to get into yachting, like. If you do make one mistake, you won't get fired. Like everybody will be okay. There are more. There are more men than women in deckhand positions. What are some of the things that you encountered that you 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 didn't like it? Oh God, uh, all the time. Like every summer, I deal with this. My husband like does not think that this happens to me, but it does. It's like. I'll be doing something that I've done a thousand bazillion times. I know what I'm doing. I'm quick at it. And some guy that I have as a guest on the boat um, will see me doing it and be like, no, no, let me take it. I'm a man. And then he comes and like shoves his hand where he shouldn't put his hand because it's dangerous. And I'll be like, no, 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 like you can't do that. And just because like I'll be lifting something and then he's like, oh, oh let me let me grab it. And then they don't know what to do. And then I'm in this weird position where I have to kind of yell at a guest because they could do something dangerous. But they don't trust me because I'm a small girl, of course. And even my husband is like, well, if I saw you and I came on a boat, I really wouldn't think you could do it either. Yeah, but I mean, I've been doing this for four years. I know what I'm doing and I, I don't need people questioning me in my own job that I know how to do and the only reason I'm here is because I know how to do it so that stuff gets really frustrating just comments about also when I'm steering I notice men like on the boat if I'm steering uh -huh. they look at me as if I'm crazy or like they're scared because especially I with your long ginger hair <laughs> yeah Early ginger hair. they're looking yeah. at me like that yeah. But yeah, sexism exists. Like, you get judged by people who don't even know how to vote or don't even know how to sail. And they automatically assume you don't know how to do it because you're a girl and you don't belong there. And many people will be like, oh, well, you're the cook, right? You're the cook, right? Every, <laughs> all the time. Oh, I, when I say, yeah, I work on a boat, they're like, oh, the cook? The cook? Because, of course, I can't be working as like a sailor. I have to be cooking if because I'm a girl. So it's all the time. But you just have to prove them wrong. What about with the guests? Have they tried to come on at you? I'm sure. Um, no, well, I work with my husband. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. <laughs> so, no. 
I I mean, I'm assuming it might happen, like, if it weren't for me working with him. But, yeah, I don't have any, I don't have to deal with that, luckily, because that's terrible. And I've heard so many stories from other girls in the industry, and it's just disgusting. Yeah, especially when you're in the international waters, it's so tricky. Yeah. Like, who do you ask for help if things get violent? You know, like, yeah, is this get considered drunk? assault? Like, you don't know. Where do you even prosecute? Yeah. I don't know exactly. anything about international waters. That is such a good point, too. I honestly had never thought about the legal aspect of being at sea and having something like that happen. Now I'm going to have to sure research it happens. It yeah, yeah, I would like to know too. Let me know if you ask your friends in the in the industry because, and I'm sure if something like that happened, like they, they wouldn't want it to be public, you know, they probably want to settle out of court. Exactly. They want to, the, the yachting, maybe like the boat owner want to keep the reputation and the yachting reputation. Yeah, that's true, because then people would be like, oh, I don't want to work for that boat, or, you know. Yeah, I don't want to work for that boat. Yeah. So, you mentioned you're in Greece right now, and you are with your husband. Is this the same man that uh, you left the show for? Yeah. <laughs> well, wow. I'm going to tell you this. This oh, is actually... That, is that not a fake storyline? No. Well, technically, what? it was fake. Okay, I well, thought it was like, I thought there's no way. No, no. So we, we were engaged before I left for the show. Gotcha. And that so was, we that decided, was the start. What? Sorry. You, yeah, you, like, we didn't actually get engaged through a text. That damn was it. <laughs> I'm so fooled. No, that, I actually, production doesn't even know that was fake. That was, like, my ultimate excuse to leave. Because I hated the cameras, I hated the whole thing, and I was like, what would be a really crazy way for me to go? And I was like, I, I made up the whole thing. Production doesn't even know, like, if they hear this, I hope they don't. <laughs> I don't know how they're, I don't know how they're gonna catch this podcast. <laughs> well, if they do, sorry guys, I fooled you. <laughs> but, yeah, I, um, we were engaged before because I had to leave for the show. And I had already overstayed my visa in Greece. And I was like, I'm sorry. I told him, like, we're going to have to break up. I'm not going to be able to come back. And then he was like, well, do you want to get married? And I was like, yeah, because, I mean, I, we really loved each other. So that was, like, the way we could be together. So I left for the show knowing that I was engaged. And when I finished, he was going to come marry me in the U.S. And then we were going to go back to Greece together. So mm -hmm. I had, what? Please, please go ahead. No, so that, I mean, it was already a plan. We had actually been dating for a while before it, it and Below Deck wouldn't have hired me if I was in a relationship. So it was like, we both what? decided like that I, that I would pretend like it was like all just a, a lie. <laughs> Everybody don't get too invest, don't get too invested. Anyway, I uh, what was gonna? Okay, okay, okay. I, re I remember now. I remember now. Uh, what led you? What led you to be on Below Deck? How did that happen? I, 
yeah, so they reached out to me on Instagram. What? Like a casting, yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't even know the show. I had never watched it. I didn't even and- <laughs> It's so weird. You don't need to go on casting call. You no, have- you don't. Yeah. I think a lot of people on the show had been reached out. Like, I think Tanner, who was on my season, what? they reached out to him on Instagram, too. Yeah. They- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's they find know, you. It's good to know. Yeah. You know. Okay, so they reach out to you on Instagram. And then what yeah. happened after that? I know it's a while back, but I try yeah. to try to pull the memory. All right. So they reached out to me and then I was like, this has to be fake. Like, what What are they talking about? And then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, my God, it's not fake. This is real. <laughs> so then I was like, yeah, sure, I'll be on your TV show. And then they just did a few interviews with me over, like, Skype. And then they called, and then they said, yeah, you you got on. I fly to Florida, get this certification, and then that was it. Only one call? No, like three or four. And how long was the Skype call? Like in, like, a half hour. Oh, that's it? Yeah. It's not, it's not like one of those American Next Top Model where you go to, like, different, different, okay. No, you just do Skype and that's it. I had, I actually didn't get the job at first. Um, I had a really bad Skype interview. And I, it was really sexist and really disgusting. How and so? They asked tell, me, please. They, what? Please tell so that anybody who wants to go on a reality show know what to expect and you can play the game and not the game play you. Exactly. So I had yeah. this, they just asked me like if I was willing to do this and that with men what I, I was in Italy at the time and they were like, so have you, they basically asked me how many like Italians I had had sex with. What just, the like, hell, I, ended up, I ended up giving them the worst attitude. I was so mad at them. And I finished the Skype interview. Like, I really hope I don't get the job. Like I, I actually even told them, I think that I thought that they were disgusting. Yeah. The next day, the next day they were like, yeah, you didn't get the job. And I was like, okay, well, obviously. And then a few, like a week later, I got a call from a cast, from a produ- producer being like, hey, I'm sorry about that interview. It wasn't right. And I was like, oh, wow. Like he's apologizing to me for how disgusting the interview was. And then we ended up having like a second interview and it went really well. And then I got the job. The person so, who called to apologize wasn't one of the people that interviewed you, right? Mm- no, no, he wasn't involved in that interview. And he said, oh, sorry, I was supposed to be in that interview, but I wasn't. And then um, he w- he just apologized for how it went. And I appreciated that because it was a really bad, disgusting interview. And I was like, if this is what reality TV is, I don't want to be a part of it. If but, this is for below that, can you imagine like... I don't know, Temptation Like Island. Love Island or whatever. Love Island, yeah, too hard to handle. I, I, I can't yeah. keep up. The younger it is, the all the, all the MTV the ones. 
I feel yeah. like, you know, uh, X on the beach, you know, yeah, all of those. I honestly can't even imagine what they ask people. And I know they do it because a lot of us are, a lot of us are just kids that want to be on TV and think yeah. it's a great opportunity and would do anything for it. And I think that's why they use you. Like they don't pay you really anything. And then they kind of put you in these situations. Like, would you do this to be on my show? Would you do this? And you kind of have to wow, they say to be on my show, not this show. Wow, that yeah, is but a that's lot. kind of that's just kind of like how it comes across. And I think a lot of reality television shows do that to young people that are just like, oh, I want fame, and then it's just not what it's crap cracked up to be. But I I thought I wanted that. I thought I wanted to be on TV and be on camera and be famous and what I thought. And then I got there and I was like, I do not want any of this. And then you just kind of have to be in the situation to know that it's not for you. How much can someone be expected to be compensated for a reality show? I got, I'll just tell you, um, I got to be on the show. If I stayed the whole season, uh-huh. For the reality show, four thousand like two hundred dollars. What? You can make yeah. that in tips, right? I got, like I got, after I got a small percentage of that because I only stayed for like a, six episodes. Wait, so I only what? Got, yeah. Can you imagine like a smaller show? They know you're desperate. What? Yeah, it's crazy. What? It could have been 4,400, but either way, it was in the 4,000s. Yeah. I am shocked. Yeah. Because a lot of people think you get paid a lot to be on. Yeah, yes, I I don't know. Yes, you know, like, so I like, because you hear about like the housewives. You know? Yeah, well, I'm they like, definitely get paid a lot. And I'm sure... Like, those paid, those get, get paid a lot. Okay. Yeah. But, like, below deck, they know they're taking in just, like, kids for one season that just want to be on TV. So they're like, oh, what, we can pay them nothing. And they'll still come on the show. So, I Would swear that... Would you do that, reality but, TV again? Me? No. No. <laughs> I will never go back on a reality show. I just hated the cameras. I hated like how I felt like I needed to say certain things. And my breaking point on the show was a producer will ask me to ask Simone, who is a black girl. I don't know if you remember her, but she's black. They, they asked me to ask Simone how she felt about being black. No way! And, and then they're gonna like, and and then like people are gonna like try to cancel the person who asked that question. Yeah, you know who like, asked that question? Like I would never ask that question. Like if Simone wanted to talk to me about it, like she could. But like, why would we have that conversation? Like, unless you, I don't know. Just that just kind of disgusted me, and I was like, you you guys are really trying to like screw with my reputation yeah they screw don't with who I am as a person and they that's just, such just a, they didn't even try to tiptoe around that question they just no. frankly asked they you. were like 
they were like, take Simone up to the bow with a coffee, like get her a coffee and take her up to the bow of the boat and ask her how she feels about being black. That's what they said to me. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Like what? I also, Simone was the closest person I would say I had on the boat. And so it just seemed like so disrespectful in so many ways to like, I don't know, just the whole situation. I was like, I hate this. I need to leave. Like, this is not a place I want to be. The interviews that was conducted, is that uh, while you were in the boat or after the show wrap up? I'm always confused. Um, both. So like you do some every like two or three days while you're on the boat. And then after each charter finishes, you have a day where you do interviews. But then most of the interviews are done after because they're starting to edit and everything and they kind of see the narrative that they need. So then they call you back to they'll fly you to like Los Angeles or wherever and you have to do pickup interviews. They're called where you do more interviews and those last months and months and months after you finish filming. How do you mentally handle yourself when you're experiencing pain and loneliness doing filming and also isolated in a boat and also like in a foreign country so for me I really wasn't there for that long but I honestly felt comfortable with the people around me to be honest like I liked the cast like I really enjoyed Simone and I really like got along with the deck crew. So I really felt like, you know, if I really wanted to talk to somebody, I could talk to them. But I also didn't really want to talk to people on camera because my biggest, my feelings were really coming from like, I really don't like filming. Mm. And I really don't like this whole thing. And you weren't allowed to talk about that while you were on the boat. So as soon as you started saying anything about a camera, anything about filming, anything about production, they would tell you to stop. So you like, don't want to break the fourth wall, fourth wall or third wall. Fourth yeah, wall. exactly. <laughs> so I was like, I felt like suffocated by that because I was having a very hard time with it and I couldn't talk to anybody about it. And I think that was like my biggest issue. And I think a lot of them felt like that. Because a lot of people will start feeling the stress of a camera on you 24-7, but you're not allowed to talk about the stress. So maybe you let your emotions out in other ways. Oh, like Maybe man. you start getting more mad at something stupid and you're, you lash gotcha. out, but really you're lashing out at the fact that you, you've been holding something in for so long. So I think that's why you get a lot of like the ridiculous fights and because it's such a high stress situation. And you're not allowed to talk to anybody about it. So, And I'm always surprised with the cell phone connection in the boat. Oh, yeah. You have Wi-Fi. So the Wi-Fi is, is the, the, the boat comes with Wi-Fi. Yes, yeah. So you're, you're connected to the internet. Okay. All right. Just yeah, all the time. All the time. Yeah. Come to think of it. Uh, wait, let me try and remember it. Uh, Oh, okay, okay, okay. You were you were in the same season with Kate and Ashton, right? Or yeah. is that a different season? Oh, you did. Yeah. Did you watch yeah. that unfold on TV? 
yeah, I was disgusted by that. I don't, I don't think that was acting at all. And I, think, you don't wait, wait. So you don't think that was fake? No, no. All the like, things, I can tell, like I can sense when something is fake. That was not fake. It's not fake. No, definitely not. What did was your, you? so you, you did you hear about did you only hear did you only hear about it when it was on TV or somebody told you somebody told you when it happened Well I was in a group message with some of the cast and they let me know that like shit hit the fan and it was getting really bad uh, but I didn't know like how bad it actually was so, like, I knew that, like, who my replacement was. I knew, like, all of that stuff. But I just didn't know how bad the, like, fight was. And you know what? Like, obviously, Ashton was is, like, I'm going to say it, kind of a piece of shit for how he acted and everything. And But why didn't production do anything? Yeah, that's Like, they I didn't stop the car. Why wouldn't they kick him off the show? Like, everybody wants to, like, come at him and, of course, go at him. But in most all, all reality shows, like, if you do something bad, you get kicked off. It is so disappointing because the previous season, he almost died. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He and I like, think a lot of people felt for him. Yeah. And so I was, and I think maybe, like, he got the position, and I'm, and I'm just assuming everybody... I'm assuming that like he got the position of the bosun and then like it got to his ego a little bit. He just came across as a totally different person, different person. Even the, uh, you know how they have like the after, like a after, after show, show yeah. and they, they just interview him and, and the chef. He doesn't seem, he doesn't, I don't think he under, he was so defensive, you know, like he was still trying yeah. to defend himself instead of just like, just being like, like just yeah, I screwed up. The wall. Yeah. Like, yeah, that. Like, I, like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Like, it was just so wrong. Like, I don't care. You don't do that to somebody. Like, you are, like, she was really scared. And I think she's a very, like, tough person. She and, have a uh, good poker face. Yeah. Yeah, and there, like, you could tell how how scared she was, and nobody did anything. And yeah. I think that's the biggest problem. Like, you should have stopped the car, taken him out of the car, kicked him off the show, period. You don't put others in danger like that, at risk of being hurt by some psycho guy who can't control his liquor. It, like, Apparently, it she did not mention the incident to Captain Lee. Uh, yeah, which is weird. Yeah, also, I know. Like, there and are producers in the car with you. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Two producers are in the car. There's oh, I didn't one know person that. who works on the crew driving. Wow. No, they have the camera, but then there's always a producer or somebody on the crew in the passenger side seat of the cars. So that's why I was like, excuse me, like you're not going to stop the car. He also tried to kiss Kate. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. I think he rejected him. And then it got to, like, some conversation about, like, Tana's mother. And then it got out of context. And then he, like, just flinched. Snapped. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was really scary. Ooh. Yeah. So everyone, if you, that is not a fake scene, it's real. So that is something to consider if you're interesting, interested in yachting, maybe take yeah. up some Taekwondo or something or have a pepper, <laughs> spray, pepper spray, something, because these are your coworkers that you just met, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm surprised that like every charter, you don't know, you don't have time to de develop any kind of rapport or relationship. You're just like thrown exactly. in the pot and that's third. Yeah. And then like, there's more drinking on below deck than in real life. A lot more oh. drinking than in real life. Because in real life, you really like the yachts I see, like they're not drinking, they're not going out, they're not having fun. But oh, I did not you, know that. So that is also part of <laughs> Yeah, like you're not going out every two days partying it up with champagne. No. I go to like maybe every really few months. You have time I was like, this is cool. <laughs> no, this it's not just fun. Like, yeah, I don't want to be in yarding anymore. <laughs> you don't get to party every two days on somebody else's credit card? Damn. Oh, that, that was somebody else's credit card? Oh, it was, it was like a production thing. They no, no, I mean, I mean, it, the food is production. The first couple drinks are production. And then the rest is out of like our pocket. What about the van? The is like the art like so the van is just like part of the show so that they can film you when you're drunk. Yeah, so I think that's the biggest part of the van. Like they don't have a big camera in there. They only have the like top camera in the van, but then they have I yeah, they just like to film you when you're drunk and see what happens in the van, I think. Did you Because a lot of Kate? stuff happens in there. What? Did you reach out to Kate? Did I? Yeah. No, I just never thought that she liked me that much. I also didn't think we had, like, much of a relationship. Like, we roomed together, but I don't think we talked much. Yeah, so she's I a was, little, she's a little, uh, not the friendliest person. Yeah, and, well, I don't know. Like, I think there were moments when mostly the moments that we had talking were when the cameras were off, when our mics were off. Because when the mics were on and the cameras were on, it was like I didn't exist to her. But then once everything was off, she would like tell me about her relationship and like show me Instagram pictures of like exes and like talk to me like a normal girl, you know, like girl to girl. But then when the cameras were, were on, it was like a completely different thing. So, I mean, I didn't really know how to take it, but... Yeah, I didn't reach out mainly because I just didn't think she would care to hear from me. So I just didn't. What about Simone? We still talk to this day every once in a while. Wow, where is she? Is she, wait, is she South African? Yeah, yeah, she's from South Africa. Oh, I see. And uh, do, do, have you ever, like, refused to, to, to let something be filmed? You're like, no, no, no. Um, yeah, actually, there was one point because while I was on the show, I was actually, uh. I don't think they showed it, but uh. I mean, the guys have had a couple interviews attesting to what I'm about to say is that I was always very bubbly and always very happy and always just like the light of the group. And I, I try to do that everywhere I go kind of, but then 
like Ashton came up to me at one point being like, you, you seem down and you seem like you're not yourself. And I knew that production told him to say that to me because I was like, I was like, Ashton, I know production told you to say this to me because I am literally always laughing and always happy. So what is this bullshit you're coming at me with? And I told him that. And then he was like, no, no. And then production was, they were all like, Abby, you can't say that. And I was like, no, I'm not going to let you guys try to make me out to be like, I'm miserable and I'm always laughing. And I was like, I'm not doing this. And then, so I kind of just, that never made it onto TV because I basically just said, screw you guys. Do you, but, uh, are you caught up with below deck seasons or like, you're like, I don't care. No, I actually just don't watch the show. It kind of bothers me. I don't know why. So I don't watch it. I'll what watch about it. other reality shows. I actually do like other reality shows. Which one? Um, I like Vanderpump Rules. I'll watch that. Oh, they're filming now. Do you know this? They're what? They're filming. They're filming right now. Oh, really? Yeah, and apparently that. that means another season is coming. Yeah, season nine, and apparently, well, they have started to like uh, leak stuff on purpose. You know, uh, yeah. So one of the stuff that they leak is like this, like a an engagement on the first episode, and uh, and I and I found out it was a uh, James and uh, Raquel. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's very that's... nice to see because you know they have some roller coaster. You know, yeah, exactly. So, so they must have gotten everything figured out between them. Yes, that's so like, fun. Finally. Yeah, I'm excited for the next season of that. Me there are also too. some other Yeah. I also like, like Flora Bama Shore. Who what? Bachelor. Flora Bama Shore. What what network is that? I think it's on MTV. I watch it here. Is it like an about uh, like is it like American or UK or it's American and it's just like um like the people that are from like either florida or alabama and they're just like so out there and it's just a show about them partying in florida basically and it just cracks me up that show i gotta kick out of it what else do you like um shit i like the bachelor of course and the bachelorette i always watch those not like i don't watch every season but every once in a while i'll just binge a season do you have that do you have netflix yes have you heard of this uh uh reality game show called the circle i've heard of it yeah but i haven't watched it maybe i should do you know the concept of it the premise of it so you will you 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 will like this because there's like not too many drama so basically you have to they isolated uh, the participants all into an apartment building all of them all the participants live in the same apartment building and uh some of the participants are catfish and you have to guess who the catfish is you need to find out who the catfish is and eliminate the uh the catfish so the the catfish are the ones who like make the drama you know because like they want to lie lie all the time you know yeah 
and the new the new the new i'm not i will not spoil the i will not do a spoiler alert but the uh because i won't tell you who win or whatever but the guy from nsync lance bass is is uh is in the the latest u.s version of uh the circle and you will have to guess whether this lance bass is a catfish or the real the real, or the real lance bass okay uh, you I have, have to watch it, it. Because you can Google it. You can Google it after this because I don't want to spoil it for people listening. You can Google. You can Google after this. Whether all right, all right. Thank you. Yeah. I'm gonna but have to check that out now. If there is one reality show that I would join, it's probably that one because you're isolated. You don't talk to anybody. Like you, yeah, I like talk that. To the you, yeah, you have your own apartment, your own kitchen, and they have food delivered to you. You know, that sounds and like that would be the best. I don't have to socialize with anybody. I don't know? have to go to the market. No, no, and they have like a hot. They have like a hot tub on the top floor. You know, so like, uh, so it's actually a, uh, it's actually pretty, uh, pretty, pretty cool. And you know, most reality shows they always try to get like young people to yeah. to participate. This one, the the new one, it has like a sixty six year old. Um, uh, participate. And, I love uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love when and, they get more diversity. I, like I'm sick of seeing just like the same old like get yeah. diversity in these shows. Like young, old, different ethnicities, like so, different races. When you are watching the show, you know who the catfish is. You know what oh, everybody really? is doing. Yeah, but the only people, know. the only people who don't know who the catfish is are like the people in the show. So even if you are the catfish, you have to guess who are the other other catfish are. Oh, so like oh, as like the viewer, that. yeah, as the viewer, you know who the catfish is. So it's not like it's it's not really a spoiler. And then yeah. you have like this sixty six year old guy trying to be like a twenty year old kid. I'm like, dude, you don't know the lingo. He doesn't know how to use L O L Lamal. You know, like you're just ah. So that's one of the. And then you watch the other participant, like, yeah, actually believing it. Yeah, yeah, like oh, oh, this guy is like, why this this guy is using LOL and like out of context, you know? So they started getting suspicious, you know? Yeah, yeah it's a it's it's a fun it's a fun watch, and it's only like eight series or eight eight or some eight eight series or something like that, and they have yeah. I, they have like the Brazil version. Maybe they have a Greece version. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh my god, they even might. Yeah, they have the yeah, Brazil. They have Brazil. They have uh, the one in Mexico. They have like different different versions. But then I only watch the American ones because, like, if I have to watch a different language, I have to pay one hundred percent attention to the subtitle. Yeah, I wanted to like. I want to be able to like listen to it while you know I'm editing your podcast, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Wow! Where are you from? I am originally from Malaysia, and oh. right now I live in uh, San Francisco, California. Very nice. Yeah. Well, both yeah. both are nice. Do you miss Malaysia? Do you miss home, or are you happy? I miss right the now? I miss the I miss the food, but they are really it. I don't miss the mentality, you know. Yeah. 
because there um, is it is a Muslim country and now it's quite uh, quite westernized but it's still like yeah. they they have things like they write uh, your religion on the on your identity card oh so wow yeah so it's there we are still because I'm still a citizen we are when it comes to that category you know yeah. uh, uh, you know you, you don't really need to put your religion on the ID card. I don't think. Yeah. That, that like is, what is that the is purpose necessary. of it? And then you think there has to be some ulterior motive. Yeah. To having to put that on there. Yeah. Yeah. Different countries have their own problems, you know? Exactly. Like, like everybody thinks like, Oh, America is so great. It's like, yes, but every, every country have their own problems that they have to, yeah. that they have to figure out. Yeah, I even think, like, I prefer living here in Greece. Like, it's hard to make money here. Thank you so much for your time. I know we went, like, like, half half an hour off of what was the allocated time. And I'm really glad that it's pretty difficult to make salary, but you need to make a lot here to live a happy life. I can't it see you at all. Like, Did you I turn off your ass off uh, camera or something? Or is it just the basics the of life? Like a place to live. Are you in the boat? Medical, like yeah. basics like that. that no, but my husband is in the room like, next like, to if me. I get so sick, I don't like, have to worry. Like, do I have enough money? Is my insurance good enough? Because I afford this medication? He's in there. It's a little thing. That's one last question. one thing that is like the emergency services here that cost you like thousands and thousands. Yeah. I'm pretty sure just um, the ambulance is like a thousand dollars. Somebody yeah. is even the if you have you know, insurance when you go to the because you never get an see ten years like now. Yeah. and I think that's something people just don't want to get. You have to pay a hundred dollars. Right. Um, so you're still. Anything. But I think uh, so. Like right. Are you a Greek citizen or do you? Because uh, you're married. Person like so yeah. Well, I have a residency, so like I can live here. He's a very like but I'm still a U.S. person. He doesn't show much emotion, but. I think he shows me enough where I'm like, oh, like he actually really loves me because this isn't who he is, but yet like he breaks down that little wall, like he becomes silly with me and I can be myself around him and I don't think that he's judging me. And I think that's really the most important thing. Like, can you sit with that person and not talk about anything and feel just completely comfortable? And I think that's like, Please we also both have the same idea for the future, Instagram, and we both like the same thing. Well. Yeah, there's a lot, okay, but I think the biggest thing is just that comfort level of just trusting of that Bye. you and that person get each other, but you don't have to tell each other all the time that you get each other. Like, you, you just feel it. So, yeah. But, of course, like, the one and love at first sight and all that stuff, like, I don't really believe in. But we shall see. Okay, and remember to Google abandoned cat island Japan. Yes, I have to. Yeah, and then like Thank the you. the the vacation experience the local. with locals. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bye. That. Bye. Thank you. Nice talking to you. Nice talking to you. Bye. bye. See ya. Okay, how to stop?